podcast listeners hey podulators hello i'm cody wilkins and i'm rachel jarofsky and we are just two comics just like everybody else trapped inside staring at the reality of our situation right and honestly just like everyone else we have decided to start a podcast hey you have just tuned into ain't nobody checking for me pod a podcast about not being checked for that's not not being, but not being checked for. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Human beings have this insatiable desire for external recognition, and that's what this podcast is all about, okay? Do you feel like you are running on that hamster wheel, doing the work day in, day out, but nobody is ring-a-ding-ding-donging on your door for any type of job or possibilities? That's insane that you found a way to describe my Entire week so far, actually, and every week before. Now I recognize uh, this is the "Ain't Nobody Checking for Us" pod, and by tuning in to listen to us, you have kind of just shattered the title. But it's not about us. Uh, the, the 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 checking. That's not quite why we're here. Uh, we are here because we need to figure out how to end this sick, sad, depressing feeling of being checked for, and how other people have done it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So let's let's start with the affirmative, Cody. Okay, let's start okay. with who we are, who who we wish was checking for us. Who do you wish was checking for you? Well, I got to be honest. Uh, anyone with hiring power, really, it would be great. It's so nuts to just every day have an email account that is somehow drier than my bank account like if someone would just throw me a I would shovel shit for a living at this point so I wish uh an employer was checking for me and maybe like a like a hairdresser too I could use I could use a good washing condition nice little braid that's it though I wish they would come check for me how about you those are your two yeah I mean same and Hollywood executive ring ding dong ring ding 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 dong that's right I do all the music for the show with my mouth uh our producer Nate's like nope she doesn't and please don't (laughs) continue to do that uh but same boat I would love Hollywood executive get at me call me beat me on some Kim Possible I'd love to make money off of you. Put me in, coach. Right. I hope dreams, right? Admittedly, wait, I forgot. There's one other person I wish was checking for me, and that is uh, the nation state of Canada. I wish that they were checking for me like, hello, we are one Cody short. We need you to come here and be safe as your republic melts to the ground, which leads me to the, the negative of the check is, is who do you wish wasn't checking for you? Mm-hmm. I wish the IRS was not checking. For, I'm not certain they are, and I'm not certain they aren't. Okay, but a bitch did just do her taxes late. Let's just go ahead and say it late. Better late than never, as I've been as I've been told. But I did go ahead. I did go ahead and make the choice of claiming every single 4 a.m. lift ride. There you um, go. That I took in 2019 as a business expense. So, it is a expense. Uncle Sam, lose my number. I pledge allegiance to the psych, <laughs> you know? I'm no patriot. Right. Yo, look, I'm glad that you're in the business of keeping yourself safe and alive. Uh, that's what 4 a.m. Ubers are for. 
Now, uh, interestingly, I, I feel similarly. I, uh, I wish that, uh, I'm not going to put their, their official government business name out there, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. but I wish that the urgent care in my neighborhood uh, would stop checking for this $1,000 COVID check that they're asking for. I got a COVID test at the beginning, end of July, and they were like, yeah, bro, that's going to be like $800, bro. And I'm like, huh? I just did a civil How? service. I'm in here trying to get my body right. We in the middle of a pandemic. You, you asked for $800 when they ain't sending no more $600? What's going on? Hmm. Somebody no. didn't get up my back. No. See, that's what that's what that's what you get for fucking voting for Biden in the primary, not Bernie Sanders. <laughs> there you go. Oh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. So that's who I mean, but then of course, of course, you know, we know who we don't, you know who we wish was checking for us. We know right. who we don't want checking for us. Uh-huh. Who are we checking for? I am uh artistically, I'm I'm actually in the business of checking for millennial black actresses comedic actresses specifically uh i am working on this thing that i think i want to make and i would love for it to be led by like two funny like late 20s black actresses but every time i think about like comedic black actresses my brain goes straight to tracy ellis ross regina king regina hall and i'm like where am i where am i my age peers at i know y'all out there so i just know i'm checking for y'all uh, and when I'm not checking for y'all, I'm checking for my mail because I got to make sure that the USPS is still functional so that the government and, and I guess uh, safe society can continue to be still functional post-election. Fingers crossed. Same. I'm, I'm definitely checking for uh, packages there. Actually, there is a package thief that's been uh, hitting our building. Come on, man. Swipe or no swiping, chief. Oh. No swiping. And, and to be honest, I did see her swipe, but like, the fuck was I going to do? You know what I mean? Right. My 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 super was like, why why didn't you call the cops? I was like, where what what have you been doing all summer? <laughs> <laughs> what what's you what have you been up to this summer? Not watching black people get killed by the like. I'd rather her steal the package than lose her life. You know what? Right. What she's just oh, yeah. Good thinking. Good thinking. Although appropriate reason to call for assistance. But never, never 12. Um, never. I, you know, I want to, hey, don't do that. You know, from down the block, I was like walking my dog. Right. Whatever, hey, you there, slow down. This terse white woman wishes you wouldn't, you know? And honestly, a this sort of person who is going to come up in your building and swipe or go swiping truly does not give a fuck about your authority or your, like, you can't square up on a person who just stole your packages because they will, uh, let you catch this bait. So it's true. And also like, I mean, it does suck because this person has struck multiple times. Like mm-hmm. there our super went ahead and printed a whole picture of her out and was like, Hey, you don't do this. Like very rambling. We know it's you don't come back, you know? And the photo from the security camera was not even like the package I saw her taking t- the package I saw her take the day of, which leads me to believe she had come. She was like, oh, shit, this is the building to take. You know what I mean? Right, <laughs> Nobody's checking for me in this building, you know? Right, right. So needless oh. to say, I'm up down. I'm, you know, I'm checking the lobby. Fre- cone frequencia, just to make sure that, you know, if I get a package, I'm jumping on it. Right. Well, look, we cannot check your lobby from the pod. We can't check my mailbox from the pod and I got to keep checking my window to make sure these urgent care people don't pull up on me, but let's get to why 
we are here. And that is because we just so happen to have a friend mm-hmm. who just so happened to get checked for and pick up checks for what they do. But they've expressed to us that, you know, they understand where we're sitting. More than USCS, more than uh, millennial black actresses for Cody. This person is who we are absolutely checking for. They are worth being checked for. Give it up for our guest. Wow, 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 wow. We have a guest of all guests in the virtual studio with us today. Cody, people are salivating at the mouth trying to figure out who is sitting with us virtually in this moment. I guess just like lay it on out for them. I'm going to give it to them straight up. The person that we're talking to today is probably, if you are at all interested in anything musical, hip-hop, R&B, or Bob's related, I would not be surprised if you have had a chance to enjoy some of the work from our guests today. Uh, We have a very special Chicago-born, L.A.-based creative director, producer, photographer. She'll catch you in a studio with a portrait, out in the wild, with that candid. We got the very special Danielle Austin, everybody. Danielle Austin. How you doing, baby? I'm great. Thank you for that introduction. That was way more than I expected. You're worth it. You're worth that and a million more. <laughs> Thank you so much. So that's who, that's who Daniel is today. But Rachel, I know y'all go way, way back. So why don't you break it down and tell us who Danielle was to us? Why, why? It's true. I mean, me and Danielle go back like a car seat. I mean, I Danielle, I've watched you like it truly in my eyes get on and, and do so many amazing creative endeavors from photojournalism. Danielle has published a book of her photos and writings um, to just taking photos of like really fucking cool celebrities, okay? Um, But me and Danielle, Danielle, we met uh, in the 90s in first grade at a little elementary school called Franklin Fine Arts Center that really truly cultivated both of our artistic streaks. Danielle's kind of catapulting her to um, stardom on this uh, click, click, camera, camera wizardry. And me sort of just landing right here and now in this seat with people being like, Rachel, that Jewish girl, she's going to (laughs) say something funny, but makes uh, $20,000 a year. Um, Who cares? Who even cares? Uh, So yeah, Danielle, we've known each other since first grade. And then and we went to grammar school together. And then we went ahead and said, this is working for both of us. Let's go to high school together. Um, So we went ahead and did that, which is where both you and I met Cody. Um, So this is really, this is sort of like a family affair. This is a decade long, 20 year long friendship that we're looking at here. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Three three little peas in a post-pubescent pod. What's up, Danielle? <laughs> yeah. It feels good. It feels good to hear that recap because honestly, it's true. We've known each other forever. And at this point, it's like family, you know? Mm-hmm. 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 So, Danielle, I suppose the first thing we'd like to ask you, how would you define like what it means to be checked for? Because we all kind of have a feeling, a guttural feeling of what it is to be checked for. But just, you know, from from you, what would you say it is to be checked for? What would you call 
Okay, I'm not sure if this is going to be right or not. No wrong answers. You got the Mm -hmm. pen. It's your dictionary. This is the definition. Mm -hmm. Y'all say that now, and then you get an (laughs) editor and be like, okay, how do we cut around this? (laughs) Um, I guess to be checked for would be like people... (laughs) Wow, I guess people are just checking for you. They're literally checking for you and what you're doing and what you stand for and what you got going on and probably how they can get in on it themselves. Right. You're, you're talking like a Google search. You're talking like an IG search. You're talking about little blue check on Twitter and fucking IG, whatever. Right. Well, mm-hmm. That's when you, you check for when the search engine optimization has your name at the top of the Google links page. It's like, this who you was talking about? Yeah. Right. Okay. Yes. If you are being checked for, it's actually kind of take it as a compliment. You know, somebody wants to know something about you. And if you have, if you feel good about yourself and who you are, then you should be good. <laughs> you should be good when the data results come in. You know? <laughs> right. It, no, it, it, feel, it feels, it's a good feeling. Do you feel checked for? How often do you feel checked for most of the time? No, I feel like nobody... <laughs> knows who I am, cares. I feel like, I feel like a big time non-essential worker. (laughs) The concept of non-essential has really hit my heart hard because the minute they started classifying people as essential and non-essential, I was just like, damn, that pretty much sums up my 29 years on this life uh, as non-essential. But I think I have this, I think I have like, a bit of an insecurity that like, you know, everyone else is checked for and I'm just one of the checkers, you know? Wow. Uh, you really, you really changed my whole outlook on the remainder on the, the, this past year with that essential, non-essential breakdown. Uh, whoo, I feel pretty essentially useless. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. That's all right. <laughs> but okay, Danielle. All right, though, you're talking about you don't feel checked for, which is fine. You're human. We all feel that way. But save for this podcast, which you're obviously got checked for. For how, how, you know, as a person with mm, 15 Instagram followers, two of whom are my parents, who I beg not to get Instagrams, it's difficult to to hear someone with 15,000 and like a, a regular schedule of work talk about how you don't feel checked for. But it's also reassuring because it's like, oh man, I'm not crazy. Because I don't feel checked for. So I guess what what might make you feel checked for, right? What I mean, I don't know what's gonna make anybody feel particularly essential unless you have like an N95 on. But what's gonna make what would make you feel checked for right now? I think feeling checked for is like it goes in phases. Like you're never gonna feel I mean, I know someone with a million followers who like doesn't feel checked for. It is just like I'm not doing anything in my life, you know, and I'm just like, damn, but you have those million people, you could make them do something for you. Right. But it's like it's not about it's not really like we don't know who's really looking you know what I mean? So I guess what I'm saying is like you're never gonna feel fully satisfied and checked for. I think there's phases that you go through where you feel like you're at the top and you're proud of what you're doing and you're getting people reaching out. Mostly the, when people reach out is when they're giving feedback for something that you've done. 
and of course that goes in phases, right? You do something, then you take time away and then you like recuperate, recreate, and then you make something again. And then, you know, the process starts over. So in the, in, in, in lieu of all of that, I, I don't think I'll ever feel fully like, oh, I've reached this level of, you know, they're all coming for me. I think it's a psychological, personal thing. I think even some of the biggest celebrities are just like, feel like they're overlooked. You know what I mean? Unless they are going through a moment or like a high. You know, we like to call it a high in the creative industry. It's like you get high, but you're always going to come down. You know what mm-hmm, I mean? Mm-hmm. That's when you get high again. The inevitable crash. I feel like what you're what you're talking to, or uh, what you're talking, what you're speaking about, is uh, something that Cody and I have called uh, the checktrum, which is the spectrum of being checked. Um, or I gotta say that's a Cody pun. That's a Cody pun. Plain and this man is a pun machine. Okay, okay. sometimes. He, he makes a pun and I'm like, I don't know that I know enough words in the dictionary to understand. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like, it's a checktrum. It's like, where are you landing on it today? Like I, for instance, I posted some like sexy Rosh Hashanah pics, which is, you know, a ca- that's, that's sexy Rosh Hashanah pictures <laughs> for our listeners, a category of, uh, a, a category of thirst traps that people didn't know there was a Jewish holiday thirst trap, but I went ahead and, uh, and I made it happen. And I felt so checked for that. I was like, oh my God, then oh, my yeah. dudes leaked and Vanity Fair is dialing my line, okay. you know, like. Shana and then, Tova, you know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> Shana Tova. <laughs> Shana Tova, my sexy alter ego. Um, getting checked for. Somebody yeah. phone ringing. Okay, Danielle, talk about you not getting checked for. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Right. Y'all. So it's it's a, it's the checktrum, and then there's there's different places on the checktrum, right? So there's like there's this devastated ass dude moment of like lamenting your no checkery. Then there's like combating the no checkery, and then like sort of accepting the no checkery is like a bit out of your hands, which is kind of similar to the creative process if you think about it. Um, does that like resonate with you? Do you feel like those are sort of the stages that you'll move through? Like, you know, I do, I do feel like there's stages and phases and I feel like it, it kind of moves like the stock market, you know, like it's all based on like what people think and feel, you know what I mean? So <clears throat> it's a really like, you could wake up one day and feel super checked for and have put nothing out, you know what I mean? Get your hair done you know, and feel checked for. I definitely feel checked for when I get my hair done, like at the grocery store. Right. But then in terms of like online, see, here's the thing. You can also trigger a check, a check for face. Like I got my hair done, you know, I could get extensions, post a pic. And then all of a sudden I just wait for it to roll in. Like, I know I'm going to start getting checked. You know right. what I mean? Right. But you gotta want that. There's different kinds of attention that you that you want. I actually I have a question for you specifically, like with your industry, right? Like obviously your mind had like you have a great mind's eye for aesthetics, you know, like all things photo, video, like creative direction. Do you think that like posting it, like if you went out and got extensions, it got a little a little flea ass fit, took you a picture, maybe put a nice little carousel up. 
the people checking for you, obviously, there's probably going to be a couple people trying to slide in your DMs, your likes blow up, somebody trying to hit you. But, like, does that for you beget work opportunities? You know, like, would somebody go, oh, have you ever had been in a situation where somebody, like, really loved the way you put together, like, some photos just on Instagram or of yourself or of, like, friends or something? Something that necessarily wasn't, like, work for you. I feel like it doesn't, I feel like it doesn't, it'll just be two different kinds of checkery. Like one time I had, I posted a photo of me wearing this really cute outfit. And by the way, I wear a lot of really cute outfits, but I never take pictures. So I'm okay, okay. True. She does. I can co-sign. But, um, but anyways, this time, this night I had gotten a photo of it and I posted it and then I got a company that hit me up and was like, Hey, we love your style. Even though there's only one picture of me online. We love your style. Um, we wanted to send you like some free clothes and then if you could take more pictures in it. So that was kind of like a, okay. a little flip. I flipped it into a, you know, some free stuff, but Usually, no. Usually, the checkers for the hair extensions are different than the checkers for the photos for right. the photography, you know? Right. And I think about, like, I mean, I don't know what you consider, like, to be, and I feel like this is such an awkward question to answer for yourself, like, what were, like, landmark moments for me in my career? I'm like, I don't know, when I was in the play senior year in high school, <laughs> like, well, peaked in the play. No, but, like, I think about, like, major moments that I've watched you do like as you know my best friend slash basically play cousin and I wonder how long like for instance Quavo's graduation picture like I feel like that was that photo shoot you did was a major moment for like everyone in our you know group of friends and network like I mean I did it was huge yeah yeah. like For people who don't know, um, Danielle shot Cuevo's graduation photo. It was featured on Complex's IG, I want to say. A bunch. I mean, like, basically a number of, like, hip-hop-centric IGs. I saw it on Complex. I don't know if people, if anyone saw it anywhere else. But, um, I mean, that picture was, like, everywhere and everyone was seeing it. Um, and it was like, that was my friend. Go, Danny, go. Go, Danny, go. You know what I mean? That was sort of how I felt about it and how everyone felt about it. Um, but would you say that like, like a big creative moment like that, or like output like that, um, how long were you able to like live in the glow of that? And did it feel like a slew of checked forness and Hey, ring a ding ding Danielle's, you know, agent, I want to get her to take a picture of fucking, I don't know, Brad Pitt and the fan and Brad Pitt's family, you know, like any other, uh, celebrity, like how long do you feel like a big pivotal moment in your career um, can really be enjoyed before you start like seeking the next big hit, you know? Yeah, that's a good question. I feel like maybe, maybe like a month. I mean, honestly, honestly, it really just lasts as long as people are like, that was a great photo. You know what I mean? Like, but I guess maybe like a month, but to be honest, like with that particular shoot, I mean, I know that particular shoot, I didn't get any credit for that. So I knew in my heart that I did it. And I knew the night before when I was taking the pictures, I was like, this is going to be so iconic, blah, 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 blah. So I felt so good. The high started actually just knowing that I was going to quote unquote get checked for. You know, like just knowing that all my friends were going to see this, like my high started before I even got any feedback from anyone. And then once it started coming out, you know, and I, I didn't get any credit for it, which is like kind of a down, a downer just because 
that's how, you know, the word does get out and you do start getting those phone calls and start getting more work, um, which didn't happen. So for me, it was kind of like, that was just, that felt like a personal moment, you know, but I don't know that I felt the extent of it, um, had I gotten credit for it. You know, motherfuckers got to start, start giving out these credits. Yeah, you know that's that's we're gonna have to start swinging off, folks. You gonna have to just put a little hyperlink, a little asterisk, just so I can scroll down and just let's see my shit. You know what I'm Man, saying? if you could see my uh, my email threads with some people, you would see. I'm trying. It's like we tried, you know. But no, it's true. But at at the same time, though, I actually had a really good time with Quavo shooting those photos. Like he was, we talked about college and Harvard and why he went back to school. And so I think in I think that was also such a high moment too, because I really felt like we got to chill and hang out. You know what I mean? Which is obviously, you know, an honor because he's such a big influence in everyone's life. So to hear from him was that was a good moment. That's nice. That's a nice journey story, you know, the journey <clears throat> ended up being greater than the creditless destination. Uh but the real ones knew. Um question for you, Danielle. Uh, I am curious to know how in some of those moments, like where maybe you feel a little creatively blocked up or uh, a little creatively destitute, completely maybe unchecked for when you're in that stage of like lamenting the absence of checkery and trying to get to that point where you like combat it by creating, what are some of the things that you do or think about personally, or, or how do you kind of mend and recover, take care of yourself? in those like moments where the the kind of creative well is dry and you're like, ain't nobody checking for me and I'm not essential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I first, I delete my Instagram for as long as I can, mm-hmm. at least mm-hmm. for like mm-hmm. the day, um, deleting my Instagram. And then I also like, I have a lot of like hobbies. I'm very like organized throughout my day. Like, I like to garden. I I'm taking online classes about like justice and reading the books that go with that. I'm taking a French class. I have tennis lessons. Like I do a lot of things to try and like well round myself because you can only like you, you have to get your inspiration from somewhere and you know, you can, it can't just be the same thing happening every day in your schedule in your life and even the same people it's got it you got to switch it up so i do these kinds of things to learn um more and to i'll read books like you know hard times by charles dickens which is like so well before the pandemic it was a very random book to read but things like that that just kind of like push me out of my normal world this is a renaissance woman, capital R, that we're talking to right now. Like the tennis, yeah. the art, the painting. Uh, that's dope. It's almost like you kind of have to divest. Like being checked for is almost like a myth. And you sort of have to like divest from that myth to like shoot yourself back into a place when it's like, oh, I am creating for the sake of expression. And the sake of ex- of just expression uh, can sort of be enough. Yeah, you have to remind yourself what you have to like offer, you know what I mean? And quite honestly, like the things that you're going to get checked for are probably things you would have not even imagined people were going to respond well to, you know, you could put your whole heart and soul into this one book and all the research in the world, but then the book you just wrote in five minutes is the one that everybody's checking for. Like, 
that that can very well be it. So you kind of have to distract yourself and just say like, look, I'm on this journey bigger than people checking for me. I'm trying to like cure cancer. I'm trying to learn French so that mm-hmm. I can play mm-hmm. tennis at mm-hmm. the French Open and also read hard time. You know what I mean? Like you got to just figure mm-hmm. out what is your bigger purpose and kind of let the, the checking for moments fall when they do. Right. I mean, but that's just like motherfuckers can't have a hobby anymore. Like, like they really can't. I'm learning Hebrew right now. Like, thank you so much. Um, Mostly, I mean, a lot of it for a hobby. And it's like, there are times where I'm like checking myself and being like checking myself when I, and because I'm thinking like, this is a waste of time. There's no monetary gain here. This is not, you know, propelling me to doing the like Hebrew English stand up show. You got to make it what, you know, you got to turn it into something for your career. Like, but also like no shade if you take, you know, if you're monetizing your hobby, like go off queen, king, non-binary royalty. You know what I mean? Like that's, that's great, but I but it is interesting to see that it's like you can't knit without being like, welcome to my online knit shop, right. you know? Um, <laughs> it's like I'm just trying to have a hobby in the dark and maybe be bad at it, but I enjoy it, you know? A lot of things I hear lately, it's like when I want to do photo shoots with people, a bit, well, what's it for? And I'm just like, life. Fun. <laughs> or fun. I could not agree with you more, Rachel, the, the the necessity to like put some money on it with anything you do. But meanwhile, Danielle, I'm listening to you talking about getting up, you know what I'm saying, serving aces in the afternoon and serving justice in the evening. You know what I'm saying? Well round your shit. That is amazing. I, I, I support this campaign. And it leads me uh, to be more curious about actually like who in all of this time that you've managed to like create Danielle Austin, the human being rounded edges i am me and the world is mine who in your quiet moments do you find yourself checking for you know because you seem to have a pretty good handle on y-o-u so where's the where are the eyes wandering to right now Who, who are you checking for these days and for why i feel like um i feel like i've been checking for a lot of politicians lately and like yes. activists, especially young activists, just because I really want to stay up on the loop with that. And like, I also just feel very inspired by that. Like, I'm pretty untraditional Instagrammer. I like to think. Um, I'm sure there's plenty of other people as well who feel the same way. But you know, I'm not really into like. I don't watch like contrary to popular belief, because I am a music video director, I don't watch like music videos on Instagram and like, look at like the latest designer and like, the best hair extensions and like, so and so's new makeup line. Like, I'm not really, I'm not really like a girly kind of, I'm not superficial. Um, So I tend to really try and check on like what's going on in the world, um, what's going on in the world politically and also the stock market. Like I am on my Robin Hood app, like nobody's business. Like I'm waking up at 5 a.m. checking that shit um, and then reading about these companies and seeing like what's the plan for the future and who to invest in. Um, I'm trying to think if there's any guilty pleasures that I have. I do, yeah, no. I like to look at furniture a lot, but that's not really 
Yeah, I get you. It can be a slippery slope checking for people in your same lane. Hell yeah. Oh, I try not to check yeah. for other comedians unless they're like my good friends. And I'm like, oh, you know, I love them. Like, it's hard to it's hard to be certain that when I check for other comedians and I'm admitting this, but I know everyone feels this way. So I am the brave one who said it. <laughs> you know? It's hard not to be certain that you're not using that person's success as like a a way to like a way to beat yourself up for what you're not doing. You know, it's it's hard to not be certain that you're not going to be shitting on your own path by comparing it to this other totally different person's. So, which is why I mean, which is why I honestly got off of uh, Instagram mostly because it was a very hard for me to like not be like this person is doing that cool thing and you're just being a loser in your loser life in your loser apartment. Loser, <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. I will say though, there are people that I do like admire and I do feel like I need to check on them every now and then to see what's up. Like, like Tyler, Ty- his Instagram is Tyler's photos. This other photographer, Joshua Woods, who's like one of my favorite photographers of all time. Um, there's a couple people in my lane that like, when I do see them doing stuff, I'm just like, Oh, thank God somebody needed to do that. You know? Right. Right. Which it's like, yeah, you got to be able to do that too. Because it, it can, you know, provoke inspiration, what happens. Well, and also it's just good to see them grow. It's like I said, it's kind of like the stock market where it's like you see like someone that's similar to you in a sense that like, you know, young, black and um, maybe similar photography subjects and you see them doing well and, and you're like, okay, cool. I, I'm, there is an example of, what I'd like to see in myself. You know what I mean? There's an ex- a living example out there. So sorry. So checked Miss for. not being checked for with a little ring ding ding dong <laughs> happening. I will say one of those was my mom. Shout hey, out. Ma. Shout out, Miss Karen. Shout out, Miss Karen. Karen. Miss Karen, before Karen was a bad word. Oh, uh, my mom found it's that so true. hard. She was like, wait, why? That's That's not fair. Oh. <laughs> uh, an additional question for you, Danielle. Um, now that we know that your mother is one of the many people who has been checking for you this afternoon, uh, I'm curious if there's anybody who like you would be excited to know was checking for you, or if there's anyone like you kind of like secretly wish is like checking for you. You know, like I, me personally, if I found out that you know, like quietly, um, SZA was checking for me, I would, you know, teleport to wherever she was in that moment. So similarly, if like anyone with a job opportunity was checking for me, I would, you know, make that shit happen. Immediately. You know what I'm saying? So I'm curious. Um, I would be so happy if Netflix was checking for me. Uh, I will say like some of the people that I did find out recently that were checking for me, like this girl, she's not a girl. She is a woman. Her name is Melina Mas. <gasps> whoa i know her and she's cool she's so i know of cool. her so the minute i found she i hate to even say this but she follows me um but the minute i found out i was like oh my god and if anyone doesn't know she she directed queen and slim so that was like an honor and she doesn't follow like a million people mm-hmm. so that was kind of cool and then um and then when ariana grande followed me that felt 
pretty great, honestly. And she like commented on my photos and was like, you were such a great photographer. And like, that felt really good. Um, so yeah, if HBO was checking for me, that would be great. Um, Vogue, that would be great on a work tip. And then maybe a little bit of a Michelle Obama, throw that in there. Okay. Right. Um, maybe we could throw a Tracy Ellis Ross in there, you know, that would be great. Wow. And and for an HBO Netflix, like for what exactly would you want to be checked for by them? Like we talk in photo, we talk in directing, we talk in what you know, what pocket of your creativity? I definitely love to like create a show, and like I'm not a show. I'm mean, that's not my traditional background, so I don't quite know fully what my role would be. But like, I have a fantasy of like being in a writer's room. And, and then moving on to production and directing, even like with a team, I deal with you guys. HBO, call us, call us, beep us. You know, know, it just seems like such a good experience to like, I would love to just be on a TV show that has like eight seasons and we all just like love each other. And then we're done for the rest of our life. You know, for real, where's our two and a half men? You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. We're ready. We're ready. We're ready to make it happen. Um, no, I feel that I, uh, I secretly, it's funny to think about like the, um, career, th- the career people you want to check for you. And then just like the random people that you randomly check for that would be like, Oh my God, if they check for me, that'd be cool. Like I follow all these like Orthodox Jewish activists and I'm like secretly fangirling over them. And I'm like, if, <laughs> if fucking, you know, Shlomo, whoever knew about this secular gay Jewish girl who like is really into their fighting and was like, thought I was fun. Like I would be literally floored. Um, that's basically what I'm always looking at on Instagram is Orthodox Jewish activists when I'm on Instagram. Oh man. But Danielle, it has truly been such a, such a treat to have you and to get to talk to you and your beautiful creative mind, which I have loved for a close to close to 19 years because we are 19 years old and we'll never not be. <laughs> um, Cody, do we have one last question for Danielle? Cause the listeners are salivating for one more. I can feel it. Obviously. Yes, of course. I think the, the, the thing now that we, the listeners kind of have an idea of who you are, Danielle, and they know more about our relationship, save for the part that we haven't exactly told them you and I have been married on Facebook for 15 years. Oh my gosh. I uh, forgot about that. <laughs> 15 years. So, wow. So I believe I don't know, something crazy like that. Um, I, I certainly haven't changed it. Uh, but I am curious, before we let you go, what is the next thing we should be checking for from you? What are you, what are you working on? What's about to drop? What, what's the next time we get, you know what I'm saying, you're going to pop up on the timeline and we'll be like, oh, yeah, they go Danielle. Well, um, I actually just took pictures of Patrice, uh, the co-founder of Black Lives Matter, um so i'm Amazing. i took photos of her for w magazine which i'm so excited to release um just because that feels essential you know mm-hmm. um right. so that's i'm really excited about that and um i don't know I'm working on a music video this weekend, actually, that I'm for this new artist. His name is Terrell Hines, and I don't usually do music videos anymore. So much blood, sweat, and tears, um, which this one is. I'm literally like funding it on the back end myself, but um, it has a great concept. 
that I feel like is very relevant to t- today. And it's really going to like push the boundaries of what people think is appropriate. So I'm excited to put out something like that. Wow. Right, there we go. Danielle Austin. You know what I'm saying? Moving, moving the movement forward with pictures of Patrice Cullors. You know what I'm saying? Moving the bodies in the music video space. There we go. Renaissance, whoa, man. Whoa, man. You whoa, good? man. Catch her on the tennis court, backhanding, fronthanding, just for fun. She's serving tennis balls and creative masterpieces. Danielle, thanks for taking the time to be on Ain't Nobody Checking For Me pod. You Let's just assume that you are now uh, suf- you will now be sufficiently checked for for the rest of your life, so you don't ever have to worry again Thank about not being guys. checked for. Thank you. <laughs> we love you. Bye. Checking for me. Checking for me. Ain't nobody for me. Checking for me. Checking for me.